Mm -mm. That was a fun song. <laughs> Y'all, Les claims he's never heard the song before. The song is 38 years old, and he claims he's never heard it before. Before my time, what can I say? <laughs> what do you think, doing, Justin? <laughs> well, hey, welcome, everyone. We're so glad that you're here today. Welcome to today's Real Talk. Uh, the ball's being fumbled all over the place, so I'm going to pick it up and run with it. Um, Lisa's just shaking her head. Wow. <laughs> the back row, <Yeah>. boys. <laughs> Well, uh, welcome to today's Real Talk, uh, where all four of us <laughs> senior coaches get on the call and we have a topic for the day. And uh, we love having all of you coaches join us for this fun discussion. Now, Real Talk, we do get into some uh, deeper topics than you may see in some of our development calls or some of our RPC calls as well. Um, we're, we're, but we're going to have some fun today. OK, we're going to have some fun. Uh, and they chose probably the least fun of the four coaches to lead this discussion. So we'll see how that goes today. Um, but we are recording this uh, episode of what this is, and uh, we'll be making that recording available to you guys afterwards. So uh, if you need to jump off, if you got a coach uh, call that you need to jump on or anything else like that, uh, we love having you all live. But if you do need to leave or you want to come back and rewatch, we actually have a lot of people who come back and rewatch Real Talks. We were just looking at some of those numbers earlier today. And so uh, we love that this is a valuable, valuable, yes, valuable time that you all uh, join with us. So we're going to have some fun today. Uh, some housekeeping as we get started. You guys are in, and this is a webinar, so none of you can really come on live with us, but you can participate in the chat box. And I want everyone to go in there right now, click on the three little dots next to your chat thing. And I want you to click it. Click it from hosts and panelists to everyone. That way, everyone can see your messages. If you have it listed as hosts and panelists, only the four of us get to see that. And while we like seeing you guys in your comments, we want you to share that encouragement with everyone. So make sure you switch that to everyone. Uh, second thing we want to do, this is a, a tradition that we do on this call. We want to hear from you, coaches. Who is a first-timer? Your first time ever on a Real Talk. Let us know if you're a first-timer in the chat box and where you're calling in from. Love to see those first-timers here. Awesome. Wow. Seeing lots of folks from all over the place. This is great. Cool. Um, all right. So we're going to get on to our topic for today. And, our, you know, we were taking a look at some of the past topics that we've been doing here on Real Talk. And um, we've been doing things like emotional coaching, how to square off against your fears, uh, your motivation as a coach, and sometimes these deeper level questions, hard conversations. Sometimes these conversations can feel like a hard conversation or, or deeper conversation, something a little, little bit heavier. Today, we're going to go in a slightly different direction, and we're going to talk about how to bring fun into your coaching. <laughs> We're going to talk about fun stories. And so I'm, I'm hoping that Les, you, Tim, and Lisa, you've already got some great stories from coaching experiences where you had a lot of fun or turned out to be a funny situation that you're going to share with our coaches on the call today. But another thing I want to do as well, once we get past some of our fun stories, is I do want you guys to also share some ways with our coaches 
that you all can bring fun into the coaching process. Because, you know, we, we coach people where they're at. And oftentimes that can be in situations that are less than fun. If our clients were to describe their situation, less than fun, right? So how do we bring that spirit of levity and fun into our coaching? So, but before we get there, coaches, I want you to kick it off. Who's got a great story, a fun story, some, some time in your coaching career where you were with someone, you had a fun conversation, or you were able to bring in fun in some way with your client? <laughs> he's like set me up okay and then you all, go, yeah. all right hmm. well i'll tell you i i had a fun moment um with this client husband and wife team um she actually was a a famous person here locally she had a show that was on oh we got back something um but she she had a show that uh, was here locally broadcast and 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 she I mean she'd come into the sessions and she was I mean you'd think she was a professional model I mean obviously she knew how to do herself up because she was you know on the show um, and we're just talking about the basics like we all do as coaches I mean we're talking about what can you do to help your situation let's think out of the box and let's just blah 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 blah, blah you know and they started asking me some questions and and somehow uh, I introduced them to the idea of Aldi's. I don't know if any of the coaches around the country have Aldi's. You know, we got them around here for sure. Um, but, uh, and you know, I was just thinking out of the box and just, you know, we were just, you know, thinking through what ideas and ways that maybe they could save some money and things like that. I'll tell you what, the next session, it was like a, a month later, the next session she came in with her, fancy boots and earrings and she just looked like she was you know on her prom date or something right but she walked in with her husband and she's like i'm loving me some aldi's <laughs> and i almost fell out of my chair i was like yes you get it absolutely i love it she didn't care if anybody and she would have been recognized right i mean she didn't care she was going to get out of debt and they did I mean, I just, it was one of the funnest moments for me to see someone just forget about her pride, forget about her image. I'm loving me some Aldi's. <laughs> so I'll never forget that moment. Oh, that's fun. Lisa, Tim, you got a fun story you can share? So one of the things I've learned when it comes to fun is that sometimes the fun moments have to happen in the hard sessions. Uh, and, and I had uh, this guy I've been working with on and off for the last couple of years. And the way we got started was, was really, really a difficult scenario. Um, this is a guy who in his late thirties lost his wife uh, and just absolutely disaster of a situation. Uh, and I, I say all that to say like, th this was not always like the, the super easy fun, kind of conversations. But one of the things that I really appreciated uh, was our ability to bring in humor uh, to the, the spot where our most recent session, uh, we, we went back and forth for about five minutes on the budgeting that he needed to do for beard products. Because this man, when we started meeting, was clean shaven. 
last time I met with him looked like he was auditioning for ZZ Top or the Duck Dynasty crew <laughs> or something like that. I mean, massive, epic beard. And we just joked about beard products for like five minutes. And, and y'all, it was hilarious and fun. And we debated whether or not I should grow my beard out to that length. Uh, like it was, it was this fun back and forth. It was goofy. It was silly. Had nothing really to do with his actual budget. Cause like, let's be honest, the, the beard products weren't going to make or break his budget, but it was a chance for both of us to just kind of pull some of the tension out because there's been a lot of challenges in this guy's situation, but man, to have that long of a conversation, to have an in-depth conversation on something like beard balm versus beard oil versus what's the best kind of trimming shears? Uh, what, what kind of beard wash should you use uh, on a daily basis? What do you use in the morning? What do you use at night? You know, it's, it's wild how much fun you can have in these sessions, but it's all part of that relationship and rapport building. And we just had a blast with it. Mm -hmm. And apparently Lisa decided this call wasn't fun enough to stay, so she left. <laughs> uh, she took the party with her. I think she's having some technical difficulty. It, it didn't look like she could hear us when we were asking the question, because I know she has a whole lot of fun in her career. <laughs> That's right. um, we've actually, um, when, we, when we're going to do something like this, we actually use the term fun it up, because it's like, this is how we come into these calls. This is the way we think about this. It, it's not, it doesn't have to be always so serious. I mean, obviously people are hurting and that's serious. But at the same time, as coaches, we're just not going to survive if we can't relax a little bit and have a little fun in the process. Um, so it's a balance. Hmm. And I see the coaches have got some stories, too, that they're sharing in the uh, chat box. That's good. Yeah, so that, maybe that's a question we'll, we'll turn to uh, as we're thinking through this idea. And coaches, I'd love for you to guys to share in the chat box, too. Um, and then, of course, our panel here as well what are some of those ways that we can bring fun into our conversations into our consultations our coaching sessions as we're building relationships that i believe that humor is a key aspect of being able to connect with other humans mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a great skill to have um it keeps us from being you know those i i come from the banking world before I came over here to, to Ramsey and what oh, you were I, one of them, I okay. came from the banking world. Right. And, and every day was suit and tie, um, you know, dress shoes, all the whole nine yards. And one of the things I really appreciate, appreciate about being here at Ramsey is Dave doesn't do ties. Dave is a no tie kind of guy. And I love that. And, and, and we just have this more relaxed atmosphere here at Ramsey. And I, I appreciate that because one of the phrases we have around here is we're the fun money people. Mm. We are not like those stuffier environments. Um, and that can lead to some, some hilarious stories, like some of the ones you've heard here. Uh, but it, it can also lead to deeper human connections as well. At least that's what I've found, right? When you can engage with people and you're a real person and you can laugh and you can have some jokes, you can have some fun. Um, but at the same time, take care of business, right? And so what are some other tips, tricks, ways that you guys in the chat box, you can share those things with us. We'd love to hear those. But also Les and Tim is we're thinking about this idea of bringing in humor, having fun with our clients. Um, what are some ways we can do that? Well, as a coach too, you know, sometimes it can be a pretty tense situation. And as a coach, you can A, 
go deep with them and get all serious. B, you can try to completely ignore it, which I can't stand doing that. You know, the elephant in the room, everybody knows the elephant in the room and everybody's just pretending it's not there. I hate that. I will talk about that elephant. I don't care how comfortable it makes people. And so I'm in this coaching session with this couple and he is, um, the, the, the husband, he's at his office. She's at her home, their home. And I'm here at the office. So it's a three-way on the phone, a three-way conversation on the phone. Um, and so we can't see one another, but we can you know, obviously hear each other. And so she <clears throat> is pretty upset with him because he is going to, he, he's in sales and he's going to, his, his ship's going to sail in. I mean, it's coming in, you know, it's, we're going to be really making it big here. Um, but it hasn't yet. And she's getting tired of waiting on it and she's getting impatient and she's actually starting to lose respect for him. It's like, you keep talking, you keep promising, but you're not producing. Now we know that that can be a serious thing. And the reality is she's just flat out mad. And at some point she started, I mean, calling him some pretty, some pretty uh, expressive names. And now my first reaction as a coach, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, maybe this will just be swept under the carpet. We can ignore that. And then the second part of me, again, the elephant is like, no, we can't ignore that. So I literally said, uh, we'll just call his name, John. I don't remember his name at this point, but I said, so, so John, um, did you hear what your wife just called you? <laughs> and he's like, unfortunately I did. And I said, do you think she's mad? <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, she sounds pretty mad. I said, so what, what, what do you think is causing her to be so upset? And then we ended up having pretty serious conversation. But then again, I turned it lighthearted and I looked to her and I said, okay, so you've expressed yourself, obviously, <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of having fun with it. Um, but then I said, so what do you suppose he may have to do to help you not be so angry? And then we had another serious conversation, right? She just expressed, you know, he's got to start doing this and stop doing that and blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, these are all good strategies, but I think what we need to do, <clears throat> an action I would have for you specifically, the wife, call her Mary, right? John and Mary. But I said, so Mary, when John comes home in this next hour, um, what I think you should do is you should meet him at the door with a big hug and a kiss. And she goes, huh. It's like, that's not going to happen. Right. And again, a, a comical moment, but I also knew that she was really upset, but I needed to handle it with humor because it just, I wanted to kind of take the pressure out of the room. And so I just said, well, listen, I know that you're not happy with them. Obviously the three of us all know you're not happy with them, but you did identify some things. And so you have something to work on, right? And so I think a great way to begin that work is to greet him with a big hug and a kiss. He's your husband. You love him. You're committed to him. I think that'd be a great way. She goes, that's not happening. I said, okay, let's talk about that. Right. But I really just had fun with that whole moment, even though, and, and um, I don't know where they are today. I hope that they've, you know, restored themselves, but, um, and I don't even know if she greeted him. Um, 
but the reality is uh, that was a series of sessions that we had, and that's the note we ended on. And um, they didn't rebook, so maybe it didn't go well. I don't know. But as a coach, I just didn't want to live in that depressing, angry state that was going on. I had to bring a little bit of lightheartedness into it. Um, and at the same time, I couldn't ignore what was going on. And so sometimes a little bit of humor can actually help kind of bring the mood, you know, a little lighter. So it, yeah. it was funny. We, we, we were just laughing. Um, even though he was being called names, even he was chuckling a little bit. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll share a story as well. Um, a funny, funny story. At least it was, it was fun for me. And, and part of, I saw some of you do some comments about this in the chat box as well as trying to find a way to, to make it a game, right? You can bring in a game, make it fun and enjoyable too. Um, so I, I had this coaching session. Um, it was supposed to be a couple uh, and, and they were still a couple, but when the zoom call came on, it was just the husband. And he was sitting there. He had his notes. He had he was prepared all the things. But if but his wife wasn't there and he had the camera like focused in on him. So she wasn't there wasn't even like a seat next to him that was empty. It was just him and me. And he was like, all right, Justin, let's go. Let's get after it. And, and so I, I was curious. Uh, oh, where's your wife? And oh, she's she's here. She's she's doing things right now. You, you might even see her in the background moving back and forth, but she's just doing some stuff here at the house um, while I'm doing the call with you. And I thought, uh-huh, okay. And in the back of my head, I lodged in goal number one, I'm going to get her to sit down and engage in this call. And I would notice as we were talking about some things and you know, I was asking questions, we were going over budget and you know all the boring stuff around money um <laughs> i would see her walk by in the background and he had his background blurred but you can tell right when someone's walking in the background and every now and then and um he was the nerd he was full-on nerd uh he had all the details everything and he kept talking about you know i see it this way i'm i'm trying to get i'm trying to get my wife brought into the process and these are the things that we need to do and he was making all the decisions and i i could tell she didn't feel engaged in the process at all and so i started asking him some challenging questions about his process right how are you doing this how are you in involved with her. Well, what does she think? Well, tell me a time when uh, you two were working together on this. And I started to ask those kinds of questions. And I was watching in the background and I could tell because one time she was walking through the background, she had like a laundry basket on her hip and she slowed down. And I could tell she was looking at the camera and listening to me ask these questions, challenging this husband who is pretty, pretty controlling of the conversation. And then she would move by. And then she would do it again. And eventually she stopped and she said, who are you talking to on that computer? I like him. And I was like, yes, all right, I'm winning. And, and we all had a quick laugh about that. And then he just kind of explained to her, oh, well, this is, this is my coach I'm working with on our finances. And she goes, well, you need to listen to him more. I like his questions. I like how he's, how he's doing this. And then that gave me an opportunity. And I invited her to, well, hey, do you have a moment? Would you like to sit down? And, and she, she said, yeah, let me go put this down. And she put it down and she came back to the, to the call. But then she felt invited. She felt heard for one of the first times in, a, in probably a while, it seems, at least to me. And it was just fun to see her moving in the background. And then we could joke about 
right? Uh, her joining the call and being part of the conversation. And so uh, I had fun with that one. It wasn't like a, like a big joke, haha, but um, that was my goal, right? I saw the unengaged spouse and I was like, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to get her to join the call. So I knew that'd be a big win. And I, and I, I believe it was going to be a big unlock for them as well. Lisa, are you here with us? Do you have a fun story you can share with the coaches? Maybe. And so, or lagging, talking, anything like that? Everything sounds and looks good right now? Okay. All right. You because see, you all bit. were late and lagging and all that stuff. You all were doing all of that, but it was mine, my Zoom connection. So, um, forgive me if something weird happens here. Um, I mean, to tell y'all thousands of stories, you know, it's, uh, I, I look back over all these years and, um, uh, think about, you know, you preschool teachers say, you know, I should write a book about the things my preschool kids say, you know, the thing out of a three or four or five year old, well, <laughs> the same kind of craziness out of adult people too right and uh we we could all write books um and um uh, people are just amusing aren't they they're just um they're fun they're treasures and um you know i kind of the ability that if it's not fun it's not worth doing um and yeah i know thinking my taxes i'm already thinking about taxes in April because that's not the, like the most unfun thing in the world. Right. But how do you make it fun? You know, what do you fun for me? I can do that. I, it's the reward after the taxes are, are completed, you know, that'll create some levity in that and some fun in that. And uh, so I'm always looking for a way to enjoy my clients and to treasure that they really are and look for the funny moments. It is one of my goals. All of y'all have talked about that looking for, the moment that could be the fun but i mean some of the fun things have been um just really they they've caught the they've caught me off guard the, mm -hmm. the surprise i like surprises so a lot of you all don't like surprises you know that's why you want to come in as a agenda because you don't want any surprises right well real life cannot be i mean y'all don't need to look at time television that goes on so i mean I, line items I've seen it's one of my favorite was a couple who came in and they had uh, a line item that said hash and mash y'all type into the <laughs> chat box if you know what I'm talking about y'all know what I'm talking about <laughs> and if you have it in your tell us if you know uh, what I'm talking about <laughs> all right no people don't know come on hash and mash it was their drink and their smoke all right <laughs> and I'm not talking about cigarettes all right. So the special uh, cigarettes that are only available uh, in certain states, know, like but, Colorado and California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the, well, no, they're available in every state, just not legally, Tim. All right. <laughs> um, I don't have those kind of connections. Our Lisa. getting off the rails here, Lisa. <laughs> That's a different kind of fun. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, uh, so. So, but I want to tell you what it was memorable sessions I had because they were so open about their financial lives. They wanted to change. They wanted to, but they wanted their hash and their mash at the same time, right? So they, they were just, I mean, they coached me. It was probably one of my earliest sessions where I realized I had nothing to do with their success. 
and it was it's so memorable to me but and they succeeded y'all they did a fantastic so much fun i had so much fun and uh, so that's probably one of the more memorables but i mean I, I i fun and everything it really is a goal like you all have said um i'm looking for the way I, i'll ask my clients I waited for this response for a long time. I knew it was going to come one day, but when I asked my client, clients, when they talk about their budget and they talk about, oh, I hate doing that, and it's just, it's a dredge, and, you know, the burden of and all these weighty words, you know, that's horrible. I don't want anybody to feel that way. I don't, disclaimer here, y'all, I don't like doing a budget. I don't like anything about it. What I like is the result of my, right? All right. So, uh, like I said, it's got to get fun. It's got to get fun in here. But when I hear clients saying those words, I'll say, well, what will make this fun for you? That's their action steps. But what will make this fun? And finally, I had this guy, he just, he, he just throws his hands up. He's like, well, if we just do it naked. I was like, well, yeah, there we go. All right. <laughs> fun, right? I waited. We had the best session. Now, everybody kept their clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> you know we gotta we gotta step into it with them a little bit um that's a different way to do the budget they, committee they meeting. Were, again that's well you know what it's their meeting <laughs> i'm not gonna put rules around that right mm. and um so he, he just we laughed and had fun and it changed the trajectory of the whole session we weren't using words like burden and fear and anger. And you know, they were excited going to the budget committee meeting and doing their action steps and getting there, you know? So uh, who am I to disrupt someone else's fun? Oh, and speaking of fun, there, there's been a, as there always is on Real Talk, a persistent thread, uh, a number of people asking questions that they know we're off topic because we're not doing a client creation call today. But here's the thing. If you want to create clients, you gotta be willing to have some fun. Right? One of the things that I love to study, I love to study the life of Jesus. I love to study the model that he left, how he created things. And the, one of the really interesting things about Jesus, y'all, he got invited to a lot of parties, <laughs> a lot of parties. He was frequently going to someone's house for dinner to go over to this other place, constantly wanted to have people hanging around him because probably he was someone entertaining and, and by the way it's not just because he could do really cool stuff in fact the very first miracle recorded of jesus where he turns water into wine and wine was at a party that means he didn't have a history of miracles before and here he is at a party he was a fun person to be around and, and i will say one of the things that i, I sometimes see hold somebody back from client creation and I'm not saying this you, this is you, but I'm not saying it isn't you. So check yourself before you wreck yourself here. Uh, some of you may be struggling with client creation because you're too stinking serious all the time, right? When, when everything is, we got to get this done. We got to get this budget. We got to get your goals. We got to, we got to, we got to. Nobody wants to jump in and join you in that. Well, what if you were to actually think about how am I creating an environment that appears to be fun, right? Justin mentioned earlier that Dave is, is not big on ties. There's a reason for that, by the way. And Dave has received hate mail back and forth throughout the years about his refusal to wear ties at even like the big events. And there's some pretty expensive events that he does and goes to and refuses to wear a tie. And why does he refuse to wear a tie? Because a tie makes him unapproachable. 
it is far more important to someone like Dave Ramsey that he be approachable to as many people as possible. Same here. Right? I, I saw people earlier on the uh, call commenting on my Star Wars shirt. Why? Because it's relatable. You know, I didn't wear this like fun, colorful Star Wars shirt because we're going to be talking about fun today. True story. We picked the topic for this thing 45 minutes before we jump on Real Talk. <laughs> I wore this shirt today because I wanted to wear a Star Wars shirt today. I wore it because it's approachable and it's a it's a conversation starter and it creates an opportunity for me to jump in and have some fun. By the way, I love jokes and I love sarcasm. I love to make fun of myself. And yes, I sometimes like to make fun of my clients. Again, some of you called this out in the chat box. If you're going to make fun of your clients, have the relationship with them where you can do that. But if we start with some of that self-deprecating humor, making fun of ourselves a little bit, we can earn the right to do that with our clients. And that creates relationship. Now, I don't want to be the stick in the mud coach. I don't want to be the coach where someone dreads showing up to our sessions. I want my clients to be willing to show up and just have conversation. Back in my days where I was doing counseling only before I took on coaching and eventually kind of transitioned over uh, to primarily coaching, I, letting you know this, I was a mental health counselor before I was a coach. I remember one of my most fun sessions ever with a client. We literally laughed for an hour straight. Like everything in his life was just completely in shambles at that moment. And he was laughing about it. So I laughed about it and we joked about it and we got to a spot where he just needed that healing moment of laughing because of those things. If you don't laugh, you're going to cry. And so we just laughed for an hour. We worked it through. And by the way, I worked with him for six more months after that. I wasn't laughing at him. I was laughing with him and not because things were going great. We laughed together because things were going poorly because it was it terrible, was a very <laughs> healing thing. And so yeah. again, if, if you're struggling to create clients, if you're struggling to have people want to sit down with you for a consultation, ask, do I come across as somebody who would be fun? Right. As a, it is an unfortunate truth, but we, we've seen more and more stats coming out of this. What is one of the number one things that people look for in a presidential candidate, right? We're getting ready to gear up into our next presidential election. One of the number one reasons people vote for a presidential candidate, somebody they'd like to have a beer with. They don't care about their policies. They don't care about their lifestyle. They don't care about what they've done. That's one of the number one things that people look for in a presidential candidate is somebody that I'd like to have a beer with. Are you a coach somebody wants to have a beer with? And if you don't drink, are you somebody somebody want to sit down for a, a nice Coca-Cola, right? I'd like to buy the world a Coke and sit and chat for a little while. Or Pepsi. No, 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 no one likes Pepsi. <laughs> I'm from Atlanta. <laughs> it is Coke. All right. This is a hard question for me. If, if I had to choose between I'll, going, I'll, I'll accept Dr. Pepper. If I had to choose going back into debt or drinking Pepsi, I might owe somebody some money. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, I got some people with me here. Pepsi, yes, yes, mm, Pepsi. No, there you go. No. Listen, I've never yeah. once been in a restaurant and had someone say, is Coke okay? I have had plenty of times I've been in a restaurant and someone orders Coke and is Pepsi okay? Nope, I'll have water, please. I don't Every always say time. this, but I have to agree with Tim. But oh, as we're talking about so this that's idea, where we're going. Okay. Well, well, well I, I do want to pick up on something Tim's talking about here, though, and and that's this idea of coaches. Are we attractive to other people? Right. And I don't, I'm not really talking about like the the I mean, obviously yes or the the handsomeness factor, right? That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. But are we attractive people to be around? 
Are, are you someone that is open, that is inviting, that uh, brings humor? Uh, often humility comes with that too, a certain level of humility uh, that, yeah. that makes you approachable. Maybe that's the better word um, than attractive is approachable. Are you approachable as a coach? Mm-hmm. Are you someone that is inviting to others? Um, even if it's, and, and I think sometimes it's even especially because we're not focused on the sale right? Or focused on closing the business. But I'm just like Lisa talks about all the time. I'm just interested in pursuing a relationship with you. Um, Not a creepy one, but like just, I want to get to know you as a human. I want to get to uh, know what's going on in your world, what's going on in your family, your your goals, your dreams, your passions, things that you want to do. What's interesting to you and being open and inviting can be a way where we can bring in new conversations that we might not have had in any other way because we were open, because we were approachable rather than sitting back, not engaged. And I'll share just two tips, just two very common tips on, on this idea of approachable, put this away. Don't be looking down at this. If you want to be approachable, don't be doing this. And then the second thing is just, be at eye level. Just look at people's eyes. And every now and then, whether it's you're, you're at the grocery store, you're, you're at work, um, you're at the gas station, just making eye contact. And if you do nothing else, then just, you know, uh, then not in the smile. That's signaling I'm approachable. And then the invitation's there, right? Now, they can choose whether or not they want to can reciprocate and, and choose back. To, to approach back to you, but maybe that's all you need to have an open invitation for a potential conversation. Yeah. See, some people, I, I saw Daniel saying, that some, it, it, oh, go ahead, Lisa. No, 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 you can go finish, Tim. You're good. So I, I saw, as we're talking about this approachability, right? I saw Daniel saying, it's tough when you're six four. Now, I'm not quite six four. <laughs> eye to eye, eye to eye. However, if y'all meet me, I'm a big dude. I got a bunch of tattoos. There are people that would see me and they're like, "Ah, oh, man, that guy looks a little bit scary." One of the easiest ways, to, <laughs> one of the easiest ways to disarm that humor, humor, smile. If if you were tough and you walk around looking like a bulldog, people are going to think you're a bulldog, and they don't want to be jumping into a conversation about these kind of sensitive topics with you. But how you carry yourself will make a huge difference. Whether or not you smile, how you joke about yourself. Some of the kindest, most jovial people I've ever met are huge human beings. Right? It, it, it really does matter how you present. And so thinking about how do I present myself? What does my clothing say about me? What does my approach say? What does my posture say? What is my face saying? Right? There's that old song we sing as kids. If you're happy, you know it. Clap your hands. Here's one. If you're happy and you know it, tell your face. <laughs> right like if your face doesn't know you're happy how in the world are anybody you want to coach gonna know you're happy so right. if you're happy and you know it and you really want to coach it if you're happy and you know it tell your face lisa go ahead help us Lisa. You know, well renee said it really well there <laughs> well never thought that tim about you being scary i don't know what's wrong with justin unless they just must be wimps right so we'll just That's leave it possibly at that. true all right so um, but no, Renee says in there to be the breath of prayer in a heavy situation. 
right? And, you know, if we're sitting there, whether it's conversation or, or it's conversation, anything, if we're sitting there and, you know, our eyes are out and we're scowling, you know, and uh, our lips are down instead of up, you know, that kind of thing. If we're sitting there like that, they're going to take that as what, you, how are they going to read that? Man, my, my situation must be worse than I even thought it was. You know, we could, it, it, we, we are talking about being the breath here, but what could actually our seriousness um, about a situation? We're the influencer. Is operative. Like, we're not, not only do we mm-hmm. want to be approachable, but we have to remember that we're the influencer. We're the authority in this. And if they're sensing us, and y'all, the, our words, we, we may, we may, um, speak words and they might hear them, but they're going to feel our attitudes. Mm-hmm. That's that they, they're going to notice what's happening and they're going to take our, their cues are going from our cues. Right. You know, so, um, you, you know, I put a few scripture in there, you know, and a lot of you coaches are, ta- you talk about, you know, how, how do I, how do I prepare for a coaching session? Well, y'all mm-hmm. just sadness and joy into your heart. You know, and, and just enjoy yourself and have fun and it go in and have fun. That's another thing. Expect to talk to this person and expect to laugh with them. Not just cry, right? I, I expect that because if we expect that, then we're going to, our minds are, will precede that, uh, I say. And, and so the expectation precedes us and our heart goes before us. And so, you know, remember, you're the authority figure here. And you are going to influence. We want our influence to be those things that we talk, the gladness, the joy, the dancing, the imagine approaching a conversation with people, consultation, coaching session, the mindset of worship. How will that change the way you speak to people? Gladness and joy and worship and music and dancing and all of the fun. If we approach it that way, how different might your conversation look? Well, oh, yeah. Some... I wanna... Sorry, go ahead, Les. Oh, <laughs> Some, uh, sometimes you can put clients at ease by using humor with yourself. Um, I'm accused of making fun of myself. Well, that's because I'm easy to pick on. It's because and, you're guilty. It's an easy <laughs> accusation when you're guilty. You, There's lots of video evidence. Are you done? No, not remotely. <laughs> and you all wonder why I think he's scary. Okay, so. <laughs> um, no, but I, sometimes I'll just tell. It's funny when I, you know, because someone will say, you know, I, I don't know if this, this, this budgeting stuff, you know, it's just. You know, it's hard and I don't know if we can, you know, and I don't know. And I'll just say, listen, I've been coaching for decades and I failed every math class in high school. I'm just saying, okay. And they'll just laugh. Right. And, and they think, they think it's funny that I could do this as a coach. And I failed every math class I took in high school. And, and uh, of course, back when I went to school, it was like general math, right? And no one's even heard of that today. Well, there were no but- numbers past 10. I know. And then how can you flunk general math? That makes it even worse, doesn't it? Um, but I also tell them about the time that I sat there. And that was many years ago. Don't judge me, Tim. Many years ago, my wife, Leslie, she came into the room 
and I'm on the floor because we had we didn't have cell phones, right? Actually, the 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 phone was on the floor. You, you know, and I'm just sitting on the floor, and I'm in these negotiations with this guy who was selling me a mink coat for my wife. And my wife walked in the room and she's like, "Okay, who are you talking to?" I said, "Honey, I'm I'm working a deal." And she's like, "What kind of deal?" I said. I'm getting you a mink coat. And she goes, hang up. <laughs> and I went, no, he's really giving me a good deal. Hang up. You know, when I tell that story to clients, they just roar. And all of a sudden they don't see, they don't feel so bad about the bad decisions they made. <laughs> and so as a coach, just be transparent, be real, you know, be vulnerable. And, and it can turn humorous and it can really kind of, again, take the heaviness out of the air. Um, so yeah, sometimes just be willing to make fun of yourself. So I, I, I want to address one of the things that keeps us from doing this here, y'all. Um, and, and that is the topic of embarrassment, being concerned about being afraid of being nervous about being embarrassed is the number one thing I believe that keeps humor out of our sessions and out of our relationships. And, and I saw someone made, uh, made a wheelchair joke. And I remember years ago getting pranked. Uh, at the job I was at, uh, I was working at the men's warehouse and we would frequently do tuxedo rentals. And one of the things we had to do with tuxedo rentals was do a shoe try on for the rental shoes. So one of my colleagues calls out across the store, hey, can you bring me a rental shoe for try on? I said, sure, what size? He said, uh, nine, nine and a half, somewhere in there. And we'll, we'll start from there. So I come over with this shoe, come around the corner and the customer is sitting there in a wheelchair with no legs. And he looks at me and says, looks about right. It was his idea, right? Like this guy really got it. He had this idea of, you know what? I, I want to make fun of the situation that I'm in. I can't change it. So I may as well have fun freaking people out about it, right? He, he completely put aside any possibility of that embarrassment. And, and here's one of the interesting things about us as people, right? We are born to keep the thread going up today's conversation, we are born nude, right? We, we are born completely nude, completely exposed to the world. Here we go and, again. Right? And, and I'm not the first one to bring this up on this call. I just want to address that. Um, let the record show. I was not the first one to talk about it. At least the one talking about budgeting without clothes on over here. Um, but we're born this way. And, and y'all, at the end of the day, we die this way, right? You're, you're naked and, and cared for by other people at the beginning of your life. And again, at the end of your life, and everywhere in between, we suddenly develop this sense of embarrassment, the sense of, I have to hold everything close. I can't let myself be real. I can't let myself be open. How dare I share a mistake, a failure, a miss, uh, a, a, whatever kind of opportunity here. And so what Les is talking about, what happens if we open up? What happens if we live emotionally open? Right? I'm not suggesting actually going around physically without clothing on, but what if we lived emotionally naked? I actually had a, a pastor of mine I used to attend his church uh, back when I lived in Ohio who wrote a book on this topic called Living Naked. You can look it up by Dr. Jeff Bogue, great pastor. But this whole idea of like, what would it be like to actually live emotionally open, to actually share in life with real people and to not keep every single thing as a closely guarded secret. And what would that do to change our relationships and our abilities to connect with one another and to joke with one another and have fun and to really get into the real stuff? Because I did also notice, I uh, saw the comments earlier in the chat box that yes, this is difficult because sometimes people do use humor as a shield. 
Sometimes people do use humor to not talk about the real mm -hmm. things. And that's a possibility. And so we do have to watch for that, right? Like anything, this can go the wrong direction. This is, humor is amoral, right? You can have immoral humor, but humor mm -hmm. as a concept is amoral. You can use it to bring joy and happiness and merriment into someone's life, or you can use it to cut someone down or to hide what's real and to, uh, to not deal with the real stuff. It's what we tend to do with it. But when we're open and real and honest and, and we find ways to be funny and humorous in the middle of that and have some fun in our sessions, it creates very, very real conversations and real conversations are a real transformation take place. Well, embarrassed. Him, my mother would say was a wasted emotion um, that she she what she was saying to me is that if you if you embrace that embarrassment that moment that of an embarrassment um, it will to could lead I say, to shame uh, guarding which and I don't even say guarding but protecting ourselves which is very different than guarding and if you want to know the difference i would say go to the bible right mm -hmm. very different language and um so it was an a, a wasted emotion and she would say time better spent becoming who you are embracing who you are and that's vulnerability and um in the world i grew up mm -hmm. in was really hard to be vulnerable and um it, it was because it it seemed like should us and um, so her words echo to me as I've matured and grown and realized her wisdom um, that, I, you know, I got to move past an embarrassing with the Lord to use whatever that was in the moment at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later. And because I don't I don't want to have to come out and tell shame story after shame story. I want to come out and talk about the good stuff that happened and the bad things that happened from that moment. And, and, and there is holy y'all. It's okay. You know, you're right though. Some people intuitive coaches on this call. No, somebody's using it as a shield and they're trying to stay guarded up in some way, shape or form. You'll notice that you rely on your intuitiveness. You know, if you, if we're, if we're in tune, if we're in tune with that client, we're really forward facing, thinking about them and sharing with them and listening to them. And one of the best stories I've gotten is when I'm noticing tension right off the bat and I just call it out and I'll just say, there's a uh -huh. tense. We got some stuff going on here. We got some tense. So we're going to just, we're going to take a left here. We're just going to goof off for a minute. All right. Now, Sometimes I'll just ask, I'll say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go deeply, really personal here. All right. For a minute. What's your favorite food? And they'll get caught off guard. What, but what happens is we'll get into this really robust conversation just about food. I mean, y'all ask less how he makes his nachos. Lord, we'd be here for three weeks and he's so oh. happy about it. We'll oh. starve right? to death from his so. description before we get to eat anything. <laughs> so, but they're so, so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, yes. And so y'all think about that for a minute, but I'll I'll just start right in. I'll be like, this is getting really tense here. The stress level goes up here. Embarrassment is there. We're noticing something. And activity is just washed to the floor. We have no creativity. 
no room, there's no space for for talking, opportunity and ideas to grow. And so, you know, the having fun part is so important. I love this topic, y'all. This has been so much fun, even though I've had all this crazy, I'm I'm still, I think, freezing and breaking a little bit. And I have no idea why I'm 20 feet from these guys having this trouble. But um, anyway, we'll we'll just chalk that up to silliness too. That's just you know, something, something's real fun and playing around. Right. Um, I'm not going to let it frustrate for sure. And, uh, y'all man coaches, I I just can't say enough about this topic. And like I said, in the chat box, I will say about joy. I mean, uh, having fun. I, I Googled it while we were on here and, um, I it's over to my right. That's why you see my eyes averting scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture on and on and on a joy of the lord and the fun some you know a little boy y'all um he was eight when he was baptized and my my boys grew up with her older son so we had known this family for a really long time this little guy's name is max number one what a fun name name Max was amazing. Max is amazing. He just graduated high school. And um, he asked, he asked me, he said, Miss Lisa, will you come and watch me be? Absolutely. I'm coming. And I think cowbell, that's what I was known for at the ball, ball games. So when he came up, water, Miss Lisa was standing there with that cowbell cheering. And I'm thinking to myself, what a party in heaven. That's what it's like there. We got to do it here. Life is too hard. Don't miss the fun. Don't miss the joy. And don't miss the opportunity to give it to other people. Yeah. The backside, that's the security at the church. Has to other, that's a, we'll talk about that another day. Mm. <laughs> Well, let, let me address, because um, I've seen some comments about this in the chat box too. One thing that I want to address as well, those of us that are introverts, right? And that's that's me. I, I might be the only, anybody. I know Tim's an extrovert. Les, you're an introvert? Okay. Lisa, you're an extrovert, right? Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> those of us that are introverts, we can have fun too. We can have fun too. In fact, um, I got challenged a couple of years ago in in helping to be a bit more outgoing, be a bit more engaging, a bit more human, right? As my wife would say. <laughs> um, I got challenged to go take an improv class. An improv class, yeah. Can you imagine me, an introvert, going to an improv class and having to be up on stage and just act on the fly and just go with it? How many times did you have to swap out your battery for that? Right. (laughs) Well, I did it. I did it. And I learned so much from that experience. And then I learned about uh, the eye level thing, right? And how how good I was at making myself look to everyone else like I was unavailable. Right. And, And I was really good at that. And my wife helped bring me out of that and help me become more engaging as a person. Um, and it even got to the point where uh, I used to not talk with my hands at all. I used to not use my hands to do this or that or anything like that. 
Um, but when I started doing improv, I learned that I was actually pretty decent at doing impressions too. And part of doing good impressions is you got to do the hand motions. You got to, you got to match the hand motions too. And so the guys know I do some impressions around here on the office. I'm not going to do them right now. That would be embarrassing and that'd be a wasted emotion possibly career liberty but i'm not i'm not gonna do it uh but anyway yeah and so i've started using my hands more and then i've started using my expressions more because when you start to do things right you start to be more engaging more engaged in the conversation and more open i started to just use more expressions and that just made me a more approachable and engaged human in conversations because i i used to be like lisa was talking about earlier just very sit back very reserved almost no movement on my face uh, and very serious right and i can still have my serious moments but i just want to encourage you all who are uh like me much much more reserved i come a i come from a line of very reserved men like my dad and his, his dad before him super reserved right we, we just don't know how to spell the word hug right if i'm being honest we just it's just not a very expressive outgoing engaging personality uh, and so i came out of that but i had to do some things intentionally to practice doing it right and so that's one encouragement i want to give to you if you find yourself on this call and you're hearing us talk about humor and openness and engagement uh with others you're going to have to do some practice of this and you may need to reach outside of yourself in order to a be aware of some ways that you can be more engaging and b do some practice around it uh, and that's going to take some courage on our part right and so as an introvert i just want to encourage you if you've never done something like that before and you realize hey this is something i could use some help in how can i add more humor how can i add more joy more um engagement more personality more uh more external personality not just internal personality there's some ways for you to do it go get engaged with some groups some communities that can help you do that skill hey i turned my video off just wondering if it might give more bandwidth to speaking is that a little better okay yep. so um thinking about that what you're saying though justin and i put it in the chat box those of us who are more outwardly expressive can also be unapproachable mm -hmm. right? we might scare some people off a little bit our, our our open passions where we talk with our hands and um you know that could happen too you know um so you know it, it, there's it, our personalities are pros and cons to anybody right it, it, it some people gravitate more toward one spouse or another as a couple friend you know various things like that so you know it just it just depends we we're we're not my goal isn't to be likable you know especially in coaching i would i hope so clients like me and i like them right um but you know what we can't all be like all the time if if we are something's wrong you know, we're we're making it up we're we're faking it we're we're an imposter we're a real imposter if everybody completely and totally likes you you know because we all have different personality styles i mean i want to be real about that for sure and we're we we are attracted and gravitate towards certain personality styles so those of us who are extroverted and see i i, I do want to balance that because i don't want us to ever think well i'm introverted i need to change something now justin's talking about change but he's talking about change in in a way that justin wanted and 
felt compelled to change in, right? And it, it really wasn't him changing, but him adding something, mm-hmm. right? In the same way, somebody who's a bit more, and some of y'all have told me, you know, I've, I, well, I come on really strong. Okay, well, then, you know, quit flexing the muscle, you know, by it. It's okay. You don't have to change, but we might want to use our humor, our personality, our skills. So I'm kind of glad you brought up that introvert. But extroverts, that doesn't mean you're doing it the right way. Well, and I love what you had kind of covered there for a second, Lisa. I want to really highlight that. Y'all, there's a difference between likable and approachable. Right? If we're just likable, if we're always likable, that means we may not actually be hitting the nerves that we sometimes need to hit in culture. We may not be able to address the difficult conversations, which, like just mentioned at the beginning, what a lot of our real talks have been about recently is the difficult conversations. And we want to be able to have those, but you can be approachable without being likable. But there's plenty of people that I've looked to for help throughout time. I don't necessarily have to like that person, but they may be approachable. And it could be a teacher, a professor. It could be an authority figure. It could be somebody, uh, I mean, heck, I've, I've stopped and asked uh, police on the street corner in large cities how to get somewhere. Uh, you, you may or may not like the person, but they were approachable. Yeah, likable and approachable are not the same thing. So how do we continue to be approachable? How do we put that smile on our face? How do we be somebody that people are willing and able to talk to? Because that's going to open up a ton of opportunities for us to see real transformation. And of course, if you get to have some fun along the way, make fun of less, it's always a good day. I don't Careful. know. Every now and then, Les gets you back, and those are real fun. I don't know yeah, what he's going to do. Yeah, not nearly so often. He's going to be one sad dude when I retire. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, luckily it won't happen for another 20 or 25 years. So don't worry about it. <laughs> so, coaches, as we're wrapping up here, Les or anyone on the panel, we got a couple minutes left. Any final thoughts you have around uh, this idea around humor and having fun with our coaching? Well, to me, it comes down to one thing, especially with what we discussed today. You know, I had said in other uh, uh, webinars that we had uh, that I I would not want to go into a coaching session without praying first. Uh, for me, being a man of faith, I, I just want to invite the Holy Spirit in. I want him to show me things I may not naturally see, may not naturally sense. Uh, I just need him to be with me. And with this topic, especially a verse that comes to mind is the joy of the Lord is my strength (laughs) is like, it sounds like if I'm asking for the joy of the Lord, for my strength as a coach to come into this session, um, the Lord himself must have had joy if it's the joy of the Lord (laughs) by, by definition. And so I, we can't miss that as coaches. Bring the joy of the Lord into your sessions and ask God for that. Yeah. Along with the the faith element of this, I think it's important to also remember that this allows us to go through hard things. Right? There's this powerful statement also in the scripture that the particular reference is case you have to look it up. Uh, but it said, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Right? Jesus knew joy was coming on the other side of it. And the joy of what was coming, the joy of bringing salvation to all people allowed him to go through the excruciating crucifixion process and going through death. And so both of these things are necessary. Both of these things are necessary for transformation. The very, very hard and the difficult, but also the joy and the fun and the humor and the good things that come on the far side of it. 
we don't get to the good lasting joy if we don't go through some tough stuff in the process to get there. And this is the thing that keeps us going. This is that motivation. This is where we find the energy to keep pushing through. I understood this best, right? All that we're talking about here. He gives this example after example. Um, and you, you know, the, the questions in the chat box, quite a few actually, I saw four or five, is there a book? Because we do tend to recommend books. And might think I'm being snarky here, but I'm not. Uh, the Word of God, the Bible, tells us all we need to know about how to have fun, enjoy life, to live our lives. And it goes the flip side of it. If you don't, then this is what happens, right? And some of the Proverbs, a glad heart makes a cheerful faith. Heart mm-hmm. is the spirit crap. You know, so if we if we just continue to go to the Word of God and look at the example of Jesus I mean, he knew what he was going to endure, yet he still walked the earth and built relationships, loved on people and had fun. And, you know, he, he fished and he, and he built things with his hands and he, all of these things. I mean, we can just go straight there. And I love, again, part of that, Les, that you said, again, approach the conversation you're about to have as, as if worship. Because you know the the Lord Himself with His very hands crafted that person. He breathed His own breath into the. If that's not worth celebrating and and enjoying the creation of the person that's right in front of you, there's nothing else that is. We will easily walk out into nature and admire the beauty but yet we miss it with the person who's right in front of us. There we are. All right. Thank you coaches for being here. Y'all have a wonderful blessed week and we will see you next time on real talk here in about two weeks. Uh, But until then we appreciate y'all being here. This is a blast is one of our favorite calls we get to do. Uh, Thank you for participating and being here and showing up and God bless. We'll see you next time.